Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Welcome. This is episode number 266 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is The Pandemic and the Plagues, Part 4. This is our last week of drawing a correlation between the pandemic that we are experiencing now with the 10 plagues recorded in the book of Exodus, where God exposed the false gods that the people were putting their faith in. Now, God proved that the gods of Egypt were not true gods at all. He mocked them by sending plagues that represented their God's exact area of power. He is proving to us today that the gods that we might erect are not true gods as well. Please go back and listen to the previous podcasts concerning the gods of business, economics, money, entertainment, amusement, pleasure, politics, bias, or pride. Now this week, we will address beauty, exercise, and health. Proverbs 24.10 states, If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Now, as stated before, this verse warns us that you strengthen yourself before the adversity comes so that your strength will not be small when it comes upon you. My desire this month has been to strengthen you so that you can be an overcomer when adversity comes upon you. In listening this month, may any false gods that have crept into your life be exposed confessed and forsaken so that you will be an overcomer. If you will humble yourself to the instruction of the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into the abundant life that God died for you to have. Okay, so today we're going to look at three other plagues and the gods and goddess that were mocked by Jehovah. So we're going to look at plagues number eight to ten. Now, the eighth plague was locusts, and you can read about that in Exodus chapter 10, verses 1 to 20. And the god that was represented was Serapia, S-C-R-A-P-I-A. That was the Egyptian deity that was to protect, especially in regards to locusts. Pharaoh would not listen to the message of the Lord And still he relied on his own Egyptian gods and goddesses. The eighth plague issued by the Lord had an even greater purpose than all the others. 
It was to be felt so that Pharaoh would tell even future generations of the power of the strong hand of God over all the other Egyptian gods and goddesses. Now, whatever crops were left intact after the destruction of the hail were now completely consumed by the swarms of locusts that were unleashed from the sky. Yet, we find Pharaoh still would not listen. And then came the ninth plague, darkness. And you could read about this in Exodus chapter 10, verses 21 to 29. Now, there are a lot of Egyptian sun gods, okay? So you have Re, R-E, you have Amnon Re, A-M-O-N dash R-E. You have Aten, A-T-E-N, Atum, A-T-U-M, Horus, H-O-R-U-S, and then the Egyptian moon god, Thoth, T-H-O-T-H. Apparently, light was still provided for the Israelites in Goshen, but these were the gods that were going to be mocked by God by bringing a plague of darkness. Three days of darkness that was so immense that it could be physically felt covered the land of Egypt. The sun, the most worshipped god in Egypt, other than Pharaoh himself, gave no light. To the Egyptians, the sun represented light, warmth, and growth. This made the sun deity very important as the sun was seen as the ruler of all that he created. The Lord showed that he had control over the sun as a witness that the God of Israel had ultimate power over life and death. The psychological and the religious impact would have had a profound influence on the Egyptians at this point. So darkness was a representation of death, judgment, and hopelessness for them. This darkness was a complete absence of light. And then finally, the last plague, the death of the firstborn, the 10th plague. And you can read about that in Exodus chapter 12, verse 29 to 36. This plague was a judgment on all of Egypt's gods, including Pharaoh himself. You see, although Pharaoh was a human, he was believed to be a descendant from the gods, Pharaoh had killed the sons of Israel. Now the Lord kills the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. And Pharaoh will now let the Israelites go. But Pharaoh resumed his position of bargaining with the Lord and offered Moses another deal. Since virtually all of the Egyptian animals had been consumed by the judgments of the Lord, Pharaoh now consented to the request made to let the people go but he wanted them to leave their animals behind. And this was totally unacceptable to the Lord. So enraged by the refusal, Pharaoh pronounced the last deadly plague to be unleashed upon the land from his very own lips. He warns Moses, Get thee from me, take heed to thyself, see my face no more, for in that day thou seest my face, thou shalt die. And then Moses says, 
Thus saith the Lord, About midnight I will go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon the throne, even unto the firstborn of a maidservant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of beast. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall there be like it any more. The ten plagues given in the book of Exodus were God's way of mocking the gods and goddesses that were worshipped by the people. Now these plagues were sent not just to free the Israelites, but to destroy the faith put in these false gods in the land. Can the pandemic today be doing the same thing for us? Can there be some things that have become like gods to us? Like the three things that we're discussing this week, beauty, exercise, or health. These things are not wrong in and of themselves, but have they become out of balance in your life? Let me ask, are you more disciplined in your beauty, exercise, or health routines than you are in the study of God's word? Are you competing with others in these areas to the point that you despise, envy, or reject another? Do you find that your desires in this area cause you to, number one, make multiple purchases, two, become discontent, three, go to the extreme, or possibly four, Spend more than you know you should. Let me share some instruction from God's word. 1 Timothy 4.8 says, Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 7 to 8 says, Don't be impressed with all your wisdom. Instead, Fear the Lord and turn your back on evil. Then you'll gain renewed health and vitality. Psalms 119.93 says, I will never forget your commandments, for you have used them to restore my joy and health. And look, I can attest to that over and over again, that it's the commandments of the Lord that restores your joy and health. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were brought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. I believe that this pandemic has been revealing some of the gods of today. This month, we covered some of them, which was business, economics, money, entertainment, amusement, pleasure, politics, bias, pride, beauty, exercise, and health. God is above all gods and will declare his power and name throughout all the earth. He is a God of love and mercy, for he gave Pharaoh multiple times to confess and turn away from his false gods, but his heart was hardened and he would not. Please don't let that be said of you. 
I pray that if the Holy Spirit has revealed any gods you may have erected in your own life, that you will confess and forsake them. They have a way of creeping in very subtly, and before you know it, more attention and devotion can be given to them instead of our Lord, who has given his life for you. Only Jehovah is the one true God who sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that you may have salvation in him alone. During the 10th plague, the Israelites were instructed to put the blood of a lamb on their doorposts and then the death angel would pass over them. Jesus is the Lamb of God who shed his blood for you and makes it possible for you to have eternal life and not remain dead in your sins. Now, if you don't know what I mean by this, go to our website given at the end of this podcast and on the home page, you will be able to see how you can have new life in Jesus Christ as well. In closing, I would like to share 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. It says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Thanks for joining me this month. I love you much and join me again for our next podcast. And until then, smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.